Want to go on a road trip? Then hit your ride with Hayley. Would you go with me? If we were lost in fields of clover. Wednesdays, 10 a.m. UK time on Line Dancer Radio.
Hello and good morning. Welcome to Hitch a Ride with Hayley. My name's Hayley Wheatley. I'm back. I'm back. After a week off last week, uh, you did get me pre-recorded last week. It's so exciting to be live with you again. Uh, it was great last week, though. I did take a time out just to teach a workshop to a group in India, uh, Monica's group. They were amazing dancers, amazing people. It was such an honor to do that. But I have to say, I really missed you guys last week. I hope you're well. I hope this finds you well. That first track I played today was Fiasco. That's my new dance. It's just a beginner one. It's a cute one. And you can do it to a country version, too, if you don't like that song so I'm gonna check into the chat room I just want to see who's with us first of all this morning who is first on board so good morning to you Sandra Burns with those fantastic gifs once again and uh, Sandra says morning Haley. I'm not working at my desk so I might not be able to be on chat until tea time but I'll be listening fact lol <laughs> that's because we always have some facts on this show hopefully I'll be able to give you some new facts today too Daniel Dykemans is here too good morning Haley, Sandra and everybody he says and a big wave too to Claire Kitching who's saying hello Leslie Kidd good morning you're saying morning Haley. tuned in while working and Darren Mitchell is in the house good morning Haley and everyone I see a little glass of wine emoji of course it's a different time of day for you over there Darren so I hope you're chilling and relaxed in a little bit thank you for joining us today and here is sandra douglas too here for an hour and then off to get a haircut thank you for joining us sandra and happy haircut when the time comes so guys uh, this week has been full of lots of things on the news some good some not so good of course we've seen spikes in numbers coronavirus numbers but there's been some news about cruises Cruises could be set to resume in the US. The major ban on them is to expire in a matter of days. They've been on hold for months amid the coronavirus pandemic, and now cruise ships in the US could be set to return to the waters with this important ban expiring. Now, what does this mean for future holidays? I mean, some European cruises have slowly returned to sailing, and for big-name cruise lines hitting US waters, things have been extremely quiet in the recent months following this no-sail ban and uh, cruise lines found themselves waiting for that green light for over 200 days but still april the 9th the ban was extended it was extended again but now high profile members of the cruise industry have come forward with plans to restart sailing in a way that combats the spread of coronavirus which could mean promise ahead for cruise lovers all around the world and in fact a lot of celebrities pardon the pun are jumping on board and deciding they want to cruise too they want to be back there and hopefully this will give the travel industry the little boost they need so today first of all hitchhikers we're going to go on a cruise we're just going to check out some facts about cruise ships and if you have cruised i would love to hear about it in the chat room let me know what your experiences were like did you enjoy it will you plan on doing it again or has coronavirus coronavirus hit that on the head for you and the first dance today this seems like an apt one i'm gonna play a piece of music for regarding a dance called rockin on a sea cruise this was choreographed by mike stringer and ryan king uh, mike actually helped me with the music now if i remember rightly this was choreographed possibly on a cruise at the time uh, mike can tell me if that's true but this is such an upbeat song absolutely love it here we go rockin on a sea cruise
What a fun and lively track there with the sea sounds to start off our cruise. Oh, fantastic. It feels like we're really going somewhere now. All right, thanks for that one. Thanks for that piece of choreography, Mike and Ryan. Fantastic. And we have more of you checking in all aboard. Nick Goodman, he says, good morning, lovely. Me and Michael are tuned in writing up scripts. Oh, I hate writing scripts. I do. And Dee Musk is with us this morning. Hi, Dee, lovely Dee Musk. I know that she has been on cruises before. Uh, so fantastic to have those uh, people who are experienced cruisers in the house. Now, what do we know about cruise ships? Well, in fact, it's a booming industry. Apparently, almost a quarter of Americans have cruised. And 2018, before everything kicked off, saw a record number of British people jumping aboard the cruise industry. And in fact, 19,000 British travellers returned off the ships when the initial March-April lockdown hit. So we had to bring 19,000 travellers home. Um, the largest cruise ship is 228,081 gross tons. Oh my goodness. Royal Caribbean Cruise Line believes size matters and owns some of the world's largest and most luxurious ships in the world. Symphony of the Seas, it was called, was launched for her maiden voyage in 2018 and is a massive, huge ship. It's 1,188 feet long and 215 feet wide, and the ship can handle more than 6,600 passengers at a time. Now, that's crazy. That's like a small town, right? 6,600? It took the title of the largest cruise ship, cruise ship from another Royal Caribbean ship, Harmony of the Seas, which is certainly formidable at 226,963 226,963 tons. Wow. And Symphony of the Seas, this big one, has more than 20 restaurants, 40 plus bars and lounge lounges, stores, theaters, and even a 10-story high slide located. Uh, at the back of the ship there are over 20 pools whirlpools and water slides for guests to enjoy as well as a zip line that is over nine stories high oh my goodness uh what a ship has anyone ever been on a ship that has so much going on that's crazy uh i've, I've never been on a ship that size that would be amazing now uh florida alaska and mexico what do they have in common they are the three top cruise ship industry capitals in the world for these destinations only there are even more cruise ship facts because uh florida sees more than six million people boarding cruises alone in that state alaska has 3.5 million cruise ship visitors each year and uh internationally 
Cozumel is the next busiest port behind Port Miami and Canaveral in Florida with over 12,000 cruise ship calls each year. The Bahamas is one of the most popular destinations in the world and sees numbers comparable to Alaska with more than 3.6 million cruise ship visitors each year. Oh wow, now I always hear about people going on cruises to Alaska. It's something I know my brother's done on, on a cruise ship a lot of times. And um, I, it's never a place I thought of going, Alaska, but it seems so very popular. And one of these things I've heard of is that people live on cruise ships. It's not just staff and employees that live on cruise ships, because some people have found that a life on the sea is more to their liking than a traditional home. There are a couple of ways of doing this because you can actually buy an apartment on the sea and play, pay close to 100000 a year for a home on one of these luxurious cruise ships. Um, others simply book back-to-back -back cruises and take advantage of sales, long-term and senior discounts, and then they come up with a more economical option than if you were actually assisted living uh, at an assisted living facility on land so it's cheaper to to be on a cruise ship i i always thought that was an urban legend you heard it the woman who says nope i stay on a cruise ship because it's cheaper this way but it's true people do it it works out better and what a great way to spell out your retirement wouldn't that be amazing so i'm going to play us another little cruise track next I just want to welcome into the chat room Annette Hasland first. Hello and welcome. And Sandra Douglas is saying David Hoyne's line dance cruise out of Sydney, Australia was unforgettable with the lovely uh, uh, Philip Sobriello, Jose, Daniel, Alison, Rebecca, and who is the other one? Oh, yes, Hayley Wheatley, <laughs> a travel companion for some time now. That was the most amazing cruise. And actually, David Hoyne is in the chat room himself. Hey, everyone, enjoying your show. Hayley Wheatley just driving home to Wollongong, been out at the farm. That sounds idyllic, David. Uh, it sure is cold here in the UK, so I hope you're a bit warmer there in Oz. Um, so listen, I am going to play you another track now. There has been so many versions of this song and so many different dances to it. One of the originals that I remember uh, was called uh, Making Waves, I think it was, choreographed by Joe thompson Szymanski, Max Perry, Peter Metelnik, Kathy Hunyadi. But I'm going to play a more, more uh, like a newer version right now. Uh, this was a dance called Fun in the Sun. It's choreographed to this particular song, Sea Cruise. This is the Jimmy Buffett version, and this is a Frank Trace dance. It's a classic. Here we go. Take you on a sea cruise 
Yeah, I know how to drive this way. Yeah, JL taught me how to drive. Oops. Ran aground. That's okay. Oh, here comes the immigration man. Hey, has that man got green cards? Who hired him? Okay, we're out. We're sailing now. Okay, eight knots down the channel. We're down the Mississippi River, we're out in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, let's go. Fun in the Sun, choreographed by Frank Trace. I love a bit of Jimmy Buffett, I do. All right, we're just talking cruises, guys, and that's why that song is in the mix. And I'm asking you if you've been on any cruises, have you got any experiences to share with me while I share some of these facts with you? And uh, Sandra Douglas has a tip here. She says, for small, intimate cruises, Viking River cruises are amazing. 100 to 200 passengers and 48 crew get right to the heart of each country and meet the real people and see things away from the normal touristy area. That sounds great. Great, Sandra. I'd love to try that. That's on the list. And Jonathan Sack is in the house. Morning all. David Hoyne's cruise was so much fun. And we were talking about that. That was a cruise we all went on. And oh my goodness, David, you were just amazing to pull that off because it was one of the best experiences of my life, I have to say. And we got into so much trouble. And here's a fact, actually, <laughs> that we probably, it's a good thing we didn't know at the time. Most ships have a jail medical unit and morgue while you always hope for the best you have to plan for the worst and that doesn't change when you're traveling the ocean blue this can be especially true when you have thousands of people partying with unlimited alcohol packages that's so true um one of the most shocking cruise ship facts is that there is a jail cell hidden away at the bottom of each vessel or most vessels anyway in the crew areas uh, let's hope that if you travel you never get to see one um unfortunately thousands of retired elderly vacationers will eventually lead to the need for a morgue to discreetly keep a body without any undue distress to other guests. Most ships do have a morgue that can hold between one to three bodies. Oh, that's a depressing thought, isn't it? But I suppose we were talking about how people just retire away to cruise ships. So it seems sensible that you have uh, all boxes covered. Again, pardon the pun. Of course, we do need to be ready for an, a medical emergency, so uh, make sure you have those doctors on board when you uh, check in. There should be uh, trained medical staff on every cruise ship. Um, now, uh, it does take a lot of food to keep thousands of passengers fed in the dozens of restaurants, buffets and bars you get on cruise ships, and each must be stocked with supplies to last the duration of the, ship, of the trip. But an average cruise ship, listen to this, will load more than 7,000 pounds of cheese. Oh my goodness. 2,000 pounds of coffee, more than 14,000 pounds of potatoes, and more than 21,000 ice cream cones with enough ice cream to fill them all. Hey, and don't forget that alcohol. There are more than 3,000 bottles of wine. That's just my share. 2,500 bottles of red wine. It was 3,000 of white wine. <laughs> Definitely my share. And thousands of bottles of hard liquor to get the party started um <laughs> life's essentials um <laughs> 
Now, people do have the misconception that cruises are just for retirees in their golden years, but there are cruises to cater for all ages, from the youngest child to the oldest grandparents. There are cruise ships to entertain every age, and you can actually go and find state-of-the-art digitally enhanced escape rooms now on cruise ships. Uh, you get zip lines, which we mentioned earlier, water slides, and you can find fun and challenging activities for almost everybody. There are robotic bartenders on some of the Royal Caribbean ships for those that prefer to be spectators to the more adventurous activities on board. There are ships with activities like virtual reality surfing and even skydiving simulators. Norwegian Cruise Line offers ships with activities like bungee trampolines, go-karts, mini-golf, rope courses, aquatic parks, water slides and climbing walls. And carnival ships offer many of these activities too and a sky ride which is an experience similar to riding a bike in the sky. It's one bike ride you'll never forget, I'm sure. Carnival Mardi Gras also has the first roller coaster, it's called the Bolt, which is a favourite for theme park fans and thrill seekers around the world. A roller coaster on a cruise ship? Really? Most, cru most cruises have art shows, comedians, dance clubs, limbo contests, cooking classes, or wine tastings aboard too. You'll never have the excuse to get bored and yet always have enough options to feel rushed. Um, wow, I would love to know if anybody has ever tried this actually. These sound so interesting. Really, really cool. Of course, with that much alcohol on board, would you get time to do any of those things? Um, okay, so... <laughs> Um, I'm just having a look now and seeing who else is joining us in the chat room. Hello, Tanavi, how are you? Oh, fun, only seeing this now. Welcome, welcome, great to have you with us. And Jonathan Sack is saying, remember, happy birthday, Philip. This is one of our uh, <laughs> our cruise memories. Philip had a birthday every day. Uh, he is going to kill you for even that comment, Jonathan. He got so sick of having a birthday. He must have gone on that cruise ship in his 30s and come off in his 60s, I tell you. HP low you're saying my best cruise was a transatlantic from fort lauderdale wow to southampton on the royal caribbean we were just talking about royal caribbean ships when they were near the uk they had a british invasion party where they played all the british favorites roll out the barrel etc oh that sounds so good i i you probably know if you listen to my show i love history and historical things so that would absolutely thrill me Jonathan is asking, did you stop in any ports on the way? Uh, he says he's thought about doing transatlantic, but not sure. How exciting. And Jonathan is saying he did a wine tasting class on a ship once. That was fun. It sure does sound fun to me. So I'm going to play this next one. It's, uh, it's I love the Beach Boys. <laughs> All my favorites today. Uh, one of my true loves. This is Cruisin'. It's a Neil Hale dance. And what better on a Friday morning than a bit of Beach Boys? Come on, let's go. Cruise you got nothing to lose, so come on, let's cruise you got nothing to lose, so come on, let's cruise you got nothing to lose, so come on, hey baby, come on. Secret spot 
Featuring our line dance bands and vocalists, including guest appearances. Wednesdays, 2 p.m. UK time. You're listening to Nick Goodman on Line Dancer Radio. Sundays, 5 to 7 p.m. Dim the lights, pour the wine, and relax with Michael. The Sunday Chill. The Sunday Chill. Okay, guys, we're on a cruise at the moment. I hope you're enjoying it with me. We're discovering a little bit about cruise ships, and that last song was the Beach Boys cruising. Of course, we had to play it, and HP Lois saying in the chat room, just knew you would play that song, hee <laughs> hee, of course. And uh, I'm just talking about more facts about uh, cruise ships. If you haven't been on one or if you're thinking about going on one, maybe this show will change your mind. Of course, I know some people have said, that's it. 
Since Corona hit, and obviously there was that big case at the start on how it spread through a cruise ship, no more cruising for people. Uh, how do you feel about it? Are you planning a cruise or is that it? Are you done? Or have you never been but it hasn't really excited you and now more than ever you don't want to or are you thinking you know what life's too short cruising is something i haven't done i want to go on one let me know let me know what you think um of course uh facts uh, we were talking about different things about cruise ships did you know there's more than five thousand sprinklers on most ships yep even though you're on the water the ship needs to be prepared for a fire emergency when you have the average ship carrying 2,700 passengers, you must have more than 5,000 sprinkler heads that will go off if needed. Uh, usually you have about 500 fire extinguishers, 4,000 smoke detectors, and a handful of firefighting crews ready to battle any unexpected blaze. Do you know what? I bet you don't get too many on cruise ships. Wouldn't that be a great job, a cruise ship firefighter? You kind of just sail and wait for something that very rarely happens. Am I right? No? Uh, no drones, pets, or bring your own bottle parties at sea. Yeah, cruises are all about having fun, but there's a few things you can't do. Apart from the odd ship that has kennels for your dogs, you cannot bring your dogs on board, usually. Uh, you can't bring any open flames or heating devices such as irons, coffee makers, incense or candles. Uh, you're allowed a curling iron or hairdryer, obviously, uh, but uh, you can use matches or, or lighters in smoking areas, but nothing that may cause fires. So there you go, making the firefighters' jobs easier. Uh, and of course, it would be amazing to get drone footage in the middle of the ocean and hopefully catch some viral footage of whales swimming nearby or things you won't be able to see when you're on land. But you need to check with your cruise line because they have policies about drones and other devices and you're not really allowed to use them. Uh, some religions promise heaven via a cruise. The Church of Scientology has a cruise ship that is referred to on their website as the pinnacle of a Scientologist's spiritual journey. Uh, unfortunately for some, that journey also includes a stint of quarantine and sometimes has included exposure to the measles. But there you go, the promise is there. Um, so, you know, should you book a cruise? Well, uh, these are a couple of facts here as well. There's no dentist on board, so make sure you get your teeth seen to before you set off. On your cruise ship, there will be medical staff, but very rarely do you find a dentist. You have to wait till the next port. And uh, the water, will it be fresh? Well, yep, there's a water filtration plant on your ship. Uh, yep, you can, I find this amazing. Um, it, it's surprising because the ship runs like a very small city with a water filtration plant right on board. And the water is 100% safe to drink on a cruise ship. The process that goes through is pretty incredible. Likewise, there's waste disposal on the ship too. And now some cruise ships have got into trouble with this over the years, but most do a pretty good job at handling the waste disposal on a big cruise ship. And it's pretty surprising because uh, there's a lot of waste to get rid of, but their facilities are excellent. And uh, I'm going to play you another song at the moment. This one is Cruise, it's called, and it seemed ideal, although of course it's about a different type of cruise, but uh, I love the song all the same. This is a dance choreographed by Donna Manning, and it's to a little bit of Florida Georgia line. Baby, a song you made me wanna roll my windows down and cruise. Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, when I first saw that bikini top on her, she's popping right. 
guitar and strummed a couple chords and sang from the heart. Girl, you sure got the beat in my chest bumping. Hell, I can't get you out of my head. Baby, you a song. You make me want to roll my windows down and cruise down a back road, blowing stop signs through the middle every little farm town with you. Florida Georgia Line, choreographed by Donna Manning. Would you like to go on a cruise soon? Have you been on a cruise? Is it something is on your that is on your list? Or is it something that you don't really fancy? I'm asking you in the chat room and I have these next two responses to read out. Graham Kennedy is saying, cruise on my bucket list and two exclamation marks, I might add. Will I ever achieve it? I do hope so, Pops. And Leslie Kidd is saying, never been on a cruise, but it doesn't really appeal to me. Not really into travel and visiting strange places. So you, you like the familiar Leslie huh um, I know a lot of people like that I'm exactly the opposite but um, I know a lot of people that don't like change too and I love it it's just so strange how different we can be but uh, yet we all enjoy things the same such as line dancing you know it's great that we have different types to make the world go around and uh, this might be something that certainly puts you off cruising because this would go against it for me the average cruiser gains a pound a day yeah, not in money, in weight. Um, <laughs> I believe this is probably true, actually, from what I hear from cruisers, because some cruisers will say that it's possibly even more. But on average, they do. A pound a day is what they will add. On cruise ships, you may found, or will mostly find, that deck 13 is missing. Due to cruise ship superstition, some cruise ships don't have a deck 13. It's a bit funny to be in the elevator, and if you see the numbers 11, 12, 14, 15, etc. But while most cruise ships skip their deck 13, Italian Cruise Line doesn't have a deck 17 due to a similar Italian superstition. On this show, we've talked about superstitious numbers uh, in the past. They are different in different nationalities, different things to make the world go round. On cruise ships, there's a naughty room. That's what many passengers call it anyway, when they have to go down to a special room when the ship's crew has found something naughty in the luggage and that has to be confiscated. This might be alcohol or something you're not permitted, such as an iron or something else. It goes down into the naughty room. Uh, we were talking about dogs not being allowed on cruise ships, but there are kennels on, on board some cruise ships. Uh, it's actually uh, ocean liners such as the Queen Mary 2 that will have a very prestigious kennel on board. If you have a pampered pooch, mine can stay home. I tell you, I don't know if you've heard him a little bit in the background today, but he's so naughty. He's like a toddler. Um, and here is one. If you're wondering who Bill W. and Dorothy are, why do they have friends on every cruise ship? Have you ever been on a cruise ship and noticed in the Daily Planner or perhaps written on a billboard that there are 
uh, maybe a meeting or gathering for friends of Bill W or friends of Dorothy um, and absolutely wondered what it is but uh, if you Google it, you'll see why. Uh, Friends of Bill W is actually Alcoholics Anonymous group, which is great to have those on board. And Friends of Dorothy are gatherings for those that are gay, lesbian, transgender or bisexual that want to meet like-minded people. Uh, that's kind of cool to have these groups on board. What could we use for a, like a line dancer pseudonym? You know, what name could it be? Uh, Queen of Line Dancing, Betty Drummond, the Betty D Group, and we have secret line dance classes down on deck somewhere. That would be awesome. Cabin dorm decorations may be sending a message. This is another little bit of a risque one. <laughs> um, cabin door decorations on cruises can signify some things, and apparently one of them is that pineapples have a secret meaning and apparently you can google this and find out what it is i was a little frightened too so uh, i don't i probably will but <laughs> i haven't done so yet pineapples on a cabin door hmm google that not all cruises have formal nights and some people love the idea of dressing up but some don't and they may even hesitate to book a cruise because they're worrying that they've got to be dressed up to the nines well don't worry there are many cruises where you don't need to get fancy and have the tuxes and gowns if that's not your thing a lot of may Major cruise lines now ease those dress codes and if you check your bookings you'll be able to find a cruise that accommodates that and did you know that the cruise ship pools are filled with seawater and uh, why does this surprise me it shouldn't surprise me the ship is at sea it makes sense that the water is abundant around it however people are usually shocked by the fact that this is seawater um, usually it's gone through a filtration process to remove any sand and wanted stuff uh, a lot of salt is remo removed there's a desalination process which gives it the feel of a freshwater pool Another fact, cruise ships have godmothers. Yes, each one is christened and has a godmother. And some of the famous godmothers of ships are Princess Kate uh, for the Royal Princess, Oprah Winfrey for the New Staten Dam, Reba McIntyre for the Norwegian Epic, Sophie Loren for the MSC Davina, and Malala Yousafzai for Celebrity Edge. Oh, and Jennifer Hudson for the Disney Dream. You know that's the cruise ship. I want to go on. Ah, oh, it's so much fun cruising with you guys. Uh, whether you fancy cruising or not, thank you for your input today. I'm going to play you a couple more back to back. These ones are a little bit about drinking on a cruise. Both dancers are called Booze Cruise, and I'll explain who choreographed them afterwards. Let's see. 
Y'all let me mix you up the red 
again mixed up on a Monday with Heather Barton. The Monday Mix-Up, 5 till 7pm. Shaker, not stirred. Grab a beer and shove that prawn on the barbie and join Dazza Down Under. Sundays, 8am UK time on Line Dancer Radio. And we have been cruising through the first half of this show. And thank you for all your input, everybody. It's great to hear about your own personal experiences. Now we are going to cruise right down to South America next. And I'm going to take you to a country there. But just quickly, I want to check back into the chat room and see what comments we have about cruising before we disembark. So HP Lowe has shared a fantastic picture. This is great. He says, a pic from two years ago, 70 of us, ex-nurses, on a 28-day reunion cruise from Durban to Venice on board MSC Symphonia, with many great stops along the way. Oh, wow, what a, what a, what a reunion. That sounds fantastic. And uh, he says, had the pleasure of teaching them the simple RC on board. Wow, well done you. I love that dance. That's so great, Rita Masua's RC. Uh, Judith Kennedy is in the house. This is my mom. She says, as you know, your brother Glenn has met some wonderful people while playing aboard cruise ships. Uh, by playing, she means uh, he's a musician, not just uh, a playboy. <laughs> he has met people like Sir Cliff Richard. Cool. As for your mum, the only cruise I've ever been on is the River Tees, uh, River Cruise and back. But that sure was fun. Yep, indeed. Uh, Nick Goodman is saying, uh, talking about river cruises, he spent two weeks on a canal boat travelling up and down the UK. It was very relaxing, he says. Stopping at pubs on the way, going through the lock was interesting. Funny enough, I've just been looking at one of those breaks, Nick, so that's really good feedback. Thank you for letting us know how good that was. Sandra Burns is saying, Haley, a cruise. My mum and dad have been on loads of cruises, all sorts, been all over the world, and I defo don't want to do it hard no (laughs) oh no another vote on the no cruise then so we've got some votes for the yes some votes for the no's but sandra does say oh i like this track making my toes tap so that last track it was a, a booze cruise track so the first one i played was booze cruise and it was choreographed by gay tether and then the second track i played the the one that sandra was mentioning has loads of choreographies to it One particular dance is called Hillbilly Martini, and that was choreographed by Matthew Pendleton, and a couple of others that are named Booze Cruise, hence the name of the song, and they're choreographed again by Donna Manning, uh, one by Charles Alexander, and one by Danielle Schill and Cherry Littenberg. So uh, some great choices there. If you like that song, have a look at those dances. Uh, Blackjack Billy is the artist. Great, great tune and we are gonna head off now to peru indeed this looks like such an exciting place how's your spanish guys because their first language in peru is spanish uh, a language i'm getting a little better at every single day so uh, i'll try to translate if you need help with some and one of the main things that is associated with peru is the silver and gold trade it's quite a a big thing over there that they they built up this uh uh the country around this silver and gold 
industry. Um, it has a socio-religious significance actually in ancient Peru because silver and gold ornaments were used as cult objects and uh, they indicated the rank of chiefs and priests depending on who uh, carried them or wore them. The most ancient evidence of a precious stone craftsmanship dates back to 15,000 BC and this was according to uh, how they formed some sheets of gold. So it, it does really really uh, help stand a, a foundation for their civilization, this obsession with silver and gold. Gold was found in the sand of the rivers and open face mines at the time and Peru is the seventh largest mining country in the world for the first gold producer in Latin America. In fact in the last five years gold production has tripled and it continues to grow. So I'm going to open up our time in Peru and if you have anything to add do let me know. With this one the dancers dreaming in silver, silver and gold and it's choreographed by Peter Metelnik and Alison Biggs. I found myself dreaming in silver and gold Like a scene from a movie that every broken heart knows We were walking on moonlight and you pulled me close Split second and you disappeared and then I was all Breath of relief And I realized No, we're not promised tomorrow So I'm gonna love you Like I'm gonna lose you I'm gonna hold you Like I'm saying goodbye Wherever we're standing I won't take you for Whisper of smoke You could lose everything The truth is you never know So I kiss you longer, babe Any chance that I get I'll make the most of the minutes Along with no regret Let's take our time To say what we want Use what we got Before it's all Tomorrow, so I'm gonna love you 
Okay, Hitchhikers, are you still with me? We're going to head to Peru, and uh, I would love to hear if anybody has ever been there. It's one place that you kind of hear of in the background, but it's not the type of place that you would always put on your travel list from the UK. And what do I associate with Peru? Well, firstly, I associate Paddington Bear with Peru. If you remember, Paddington arrived as a stowaway coming from darkest Peru, or so it was said, sent by his Aunt Lucy, who is one of only a few known relatives uh, of Paddington's apart from that uncle Pastuso who gave Paddington his hat and uh, who has gone to live in the home for retired bears in Lima, uh, uh, Aunt Lucy. And uh, of course Paddington came in a lifeboat apparently and ate marmalade. And I think of Peru, I think of Paddington Bear which probably has no real association at all but it's what it makes me think of. Another thing I think of in Peru is I know it's one of the only places in the world where they have this particular delicacy and that's guinea pigs yeah uh, most people see them as fluffy adorable pets but in Peru guinea pigs or koi as they are known locally are indeed a delicacy and it seems to be a big point of argument between Peruvian and non-Peruvian people because it's just their culture they were brought up to eat them the way I guess British people ate rabbits in in the 1920s it is just part of the diet but uh, in the past few years, their popularity has really taken off and a boom in guinea pig farming is helping many peasant farmers living below the minimum wage to get out of poverty. And if you do head over to one of those barns, you can hear the little guinea pig squeaks as soon as, as you get there. The open cages are filled with hundreds of squeaking brown and white guinea pigs waiting for their owners to fill up their water and buckets and give them corn. Of co course, they have no idea what they're being kept for. Um, in the past it was only people living in mountains who bred guinea pigs but now uh, Peruvians eat so many of them people have realized it's good business and so they breed them for that and I always talk about food in different countries on this show and say oh I would try everything. Um, I don't know if I could try guinea pig not because I'm sure it doesn't taste good but just because they're so cute it seems so harsh but you know I'm, I'm not condemning their culture because that is indeed what they uh, what they eat there it is their delicacy Nick Goodman is in the chat room saying my best friend at school was from Peru we got up to all sorts of mischief together as kids how cool Sandra Burns is saying never watch Paddington so I didn't know about the Peru connection Sandra have you seen the movies though the movies are really good you got to watch those uh, I didn't get so much into the TV show myself if I'm honest but uh, I met someone from Peru a, a, a couple of years ago actually um, or a year ago and she helped me with my Spanish and uh, she was such a lovely lady I remember thinking then, wow, Peru sounds a great place. And they have all these different connections, and one of them is chilies. Chilies is a species that has multiple variations of shape, size, and color, and spiciness in Peru itself. There are red, purple, yellow, and green ones, and some of these are as long as carrots, or some are round like little cherries. And someone who uh, does know a lot about chilies are the Peruvian people. Uh, they are described as having an unbelievable amount of varieties growing there in Peru and some of them are really really hot and if you ground them and dry them up you can use them in a lot of Peruvian recipes too which seems perfect for me to introduce this next dance it's called Chili Hot and it's choreographed by Daniel Whitaker. 
chilly hot how cool and uh, the track was la traviesa which actually translates as naughty like the naughty um so i said i'll help you with this spanish here we are we're gonna have a lot of spanish songs coming up let me tell you and of course over the weeks i have talked a lot about machu picchu it is something that is on my bucket list big style um and it's one of the seven wonders of the world so i am going to just talk a little bit about mashu pishu here um because i just i promise i'll talk about it now and then i'll shut up i'll just go do it one day but the ancient inca site was built midway through the 1400s and it was unknown to outsiders until 1911 all that time when it was brought to um outside uh in brought to attention, sorry, by an archaeologist called Hiram Bingham. And uh, on July the 7th, 2007, Machu Picchu was named one of the seven wonders of the world. It's been a UNESCO World Heritage Site ever since 1983. And uh, uh, contrary to popular belief, the Spanish never actually found it. Machu Picchu is often referred to as the lost city of the Incas, uh, but people believe the Spanish found the city when they conquered the Incan Empire, but they didn't. They never found it. It was found afterwards. Um, it takes some effort to get there. I know we've talked about on the show people who've done that hike in particular, 
but um, Machu Picchu is built against a cliff with a drop of 400 meters which overlooks the river there and it's quite a trek to get there. There are indeed some ghost stories about the place due to its location high in the mountains. Every day until roughly midday a blanket of mist covers Machu Picchu and this creates the feeling of floating among the clouds. Get my words out, Haley. However, legend has it that at night, spirits rise from the ground and try to take people away. And to protect against this, most porters will sleep with a mirror or a shiny piece of metal beneath them so they can watch for this. So there you go, watch out. And you won't learn this in your Spanish book either. The Incas spoke a language called Quechea. Uh, which many people still speak to this day, actually. And in that language, Machu Picchu means old mountain or old peak. The building skills required to make it are simply amazing. The granite rocks used to construct Machu Picchu were extremely heavy, with some weighing over 55 tons. And the stones were pushed up the mountain, uh, are believed to be, by the bare hands of hundreds of men. Can you believe that? Or some believe they were chiseled from the side of the mountain itself, which may have been easier, but still a task, hey? Machu Picchu was constructed with a technique called ashlar, which involves stones being perfectly shaped so that a mortar is not even needed. The stones are so such a good fit that not even a blade of a knife would fit between them. Amazing. How many people lived there? Archaeologists have found evidence to suggest that the area of Machu Picchu was built uh, and to use for agricultural reasons. And this dates back to 760 BC. They estimated a population then of between 300 and 1,000 people. And the exact reason why it was actually abandoned is still a mystery. The Inca people did not keep written records, uh, so we really don't know that much in that sense about Machu Picchu but it was only populated for around a hundred years uh, and then it was abandoned. Uh, people think that this w could have been abandoned around the time of the Spanish invasion and some people believe that Machu Picchu had to be abandoned because the Incas had a small outbreak of uh, smallpox so maybe they were escaping that. Uh, talking about small, uh, Machu Picchu is not as small as you would think. It, it actually contains more than 150 buildings to make it up. These buildings range from temples, sanctuaries, baths and houses and there are almost over 100 flights of stairs in Machu Picchu, most of which were carved from one single slab of stone. Wow. So if it's somewhere you want to go, head out there and uh, let me tell you that as well finally that the Machu Picchu will not slide to stop the structure from sliding down the mountain the Inca people built over 600 terraces they were just amazing engineers weren't they it's just somewhere I would really love to go to and uh, I know that some of those who have checked into our show especially on a Friday uh, have been there wow I just it would be amazing and in the chat room we're just talking a little bit Eddie Huffman saying good morning Haley. enjoy your day and be safe my friend and Sandra Burns has shared some fantastic gifs nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition okay oh brilliant okay so as I said of course Spanish civilization we're going to play some Spanish songs 
I had a little look up. Obviously, we don't have a lot of Peruvian choreographers, but I found out that there are some really popular artists over there that hit home and coincide with some of the dancers we have here. One of the popular artists there is Jay Balvin, and he did a great song with Willie William and Jose Miguel Balocavana, choreographed a great dance to this one, and his dance is called Mi Gente. <laughs> Y empezamos como es Mi música no discrimina a nadie Así que vamos a romper Toda mi gente se mueve Mira el ritmo como los tiene Hago música que entretiene El mundo nos quiere, nos quiere, me quiere a mí Toda mi gente se mueve Mira el ritmo como los tiene Hago música que entretiene Mi música los tiene fuerte bailando y se baila así choreographed by Jose Miguel Belocavana. Love that one. Mi gente means my people. My people and a very popular dance that was in Peru, which is where we are now. We're discovering lots about it. We've talked about guinea pigs, 
Paddington Bear and Mashu Pishu, the main things you would think about there. But what else is there to do in Peru besides Mashu Pishu? Well, here are a few suggestions that I've found on the internet. Sandboarding and race dune buggies are one of these things. Apparently, four hours south of Lima is a stunning desert oasis, and the town is known for th uh, inviting thrill-seeking enthusiasts. Passengers can start up their day by boarding down some sand dunes or competing through the wasteland in dune buggies. I, I would love to do that. That sounds amazing. Um, you can explore the Peruvian Amazon. Of course, the Amazon is huge and there's lots to see there. And the Peruvian Amazon is a lot less popular than the Brazilian Amazon, but it's still not to be unnoted. Uh, it has lengthy and meandering rivers and lots of different types of wildlife. And you can get to this timberland from the city of Puerto Maldonado with flights vacating daily from Cusco and Lima. And the Amazon accounts for 50% of the country's land mass. And in additional good news, tours on Peru's side of the border are significantly less expensive than if you are heading there from Brazil. So do that. Apparently, Colca Canyon is another one of these places worth seeing. Visit one among the deepest and most spectacular canyons in the world, and it is reachable from Peru's second biggest city, Arequipa. Oh, wow, lovely things to do. Embrace the serenity of Lake Sandoval, a beautiful lake, apparently, which is uh, in a part of the Madre de Dios region of Peru, uh, which is part of the Amazon Basin. And you can enter the serene waters of the lake by a nice, desirable hike. Another hike here. But if you get there, keep your eyes open because you'll see wonderful wildlife uh, such as just free parrots and macaws and lovely rainforest animals. Or you can even just get on a boat there, sit on the waters, sit back and relax and take in apparently what is a beautiful sunset there. Another thing you can do is taste the mineral-rich salts of the Maras, which is a village near the city of Cusco in the sacred valley of southeastern Peru. And it's deemed around the globe for its remarkable arrangement of salt mines. And these date back to Inca times, actually. You can take in thousands of personal salt pools that manufacture the hillside, each of which creates a complicated system of channels that nourish spring water into the holes. Something to do, you can taste it your lips will be greeted by some of the finest salt in the world. This mineral-rich salt is also great for cooking, if you can take some home with you. It's also believed to reduce stress and even prevent osteoporosis. Interesting, interesting. And I'm going to tell you a few more things to do there if you are thinking of heading Peru. Of course, it's first on everyone's list, is it not? After this next song, let me welcome into the chat room Jean Robinson too. Morning, everyone. Been listening in, but just able to log onto Facebook. Thank you for joining us, Jean. It's lovely to see your face in the chat room. This next dance is a dance called Favorito. It's choreographed by Bill Barron from the USA and Shirley Bang and Penny Tan that come from Malaysia. Again, I'm playing this because the artist is Camilo, someone also very, very popular in Peru. No sé si te lo han dicho antes, pero después de haber comido en tantos restaurantes, 
Los más caros, más ricos, más finos y más elegantes Después de viajar por los sitios más extravagantes Descubrí que tu cuerpo es mi lugar favorito Y tu boca mi comida favorita Porque tú eres lo que yo necesito Porque yo soy lo que tú necesitas Que tu cuerpo es mi lugar favorito Y tu boca mi comida favorita Porque tú eres lo que yo necesito Porque yo soy lo que tú necesitas Tú eres lo que yo, tú eres lo que yo necesito Favorito is the name of the dance and the track. I know that's one I don't need to translate for you. And we have been in Peru in South America. That's where all these Latin tracks are coming in today. And I said I would just give you a couple more things to do if you're heading out to Peru. Uh, we've talked about all the great Machu Picchu and such, but uh, one of these cities that is sometimes forgotten about is Arequipa. And you've detected all the old concerning Cusco and Lima. They are the cities people talk about, but 
but are you accustomed to the charming Arequipa? Well, the colonial era capital city is full of charming Baroque design created from white volcanic stone. So you can just imagine how beautiful it is. And there are buildings like the Basilica Cathedral there. And uh, it actually has earned a UNESCO World Heritage designation uh, site. So uh, head there. And if you are going to conclude your time in Peru with something unusual, do as the locals do. You can go to some of the villages there, um, particularly something like the Kakea village, and you can actually learn to do some of the crafts that they do there, some of the weaving and learning their local uh, cuisine, how to cook it, make an authentic Pachamanca lunch, uh, which they cook with stones and grass that are layered over a fire, and they cook everything. Um, yes, they do indeed cook the guinea pigs <laughs> if you wanted to go and do that. But it sounds like a fun thing to do. Um, let me see a few more things just to remember about Peru before we leave here today. Um, don't beckon anyone in Peru using one finger. You know how we'd like beckon with a finger? Come here. That's considered very, very rude in Peru. So don't do that. Um, if you uh, if you want a bit of an extra kick, possession of up to two grams of cocaine is actually legal in Peru for personal use. There you go. There are over 3,000 varieties there of potato. White rice is very, very popular there. It's a staple at every meal. Yes, you could add that to the guinea pig dish if you wanted to. Uh, Peruvians of Incan descent descend to have black hair right into their 90s so even though everything else fades you know the the bones would go the wrinkles would come but their hair would remain beautifully black until they are in their 90s wow and uh, if you go out there try the fruit and veg apparently it's exquisite there it's all organic and sublime and the avocados apparently are like nowhere else in the world if you taste them fresh in peru and they also have these uh, particular special apples Moya, which uh, translate as like custard apples, so they're worth trying if you're heading out to Peru. And we're going to get ready to leave Peru now, but I'm going to play you one more track. This is a Maggie and Gary choreography. The dance and the song are called Shantahe. I love a bit of Shakira. Estás bien, te alejas de mí Te sientes solo y siempre estoy ahí Es una guerra de toma y dame Pues dame de eso que tienes Oye, baby, no seas mala No me dejes con las ganas Se escucha en la calle Que ya no me quieres Ven y dímelo en la cara Pregúntame a quien tú quieras Mira, te juro que eso no es así Yo nunca tuve una mala intención Yo nunca quise burlarme de ti Conmigo ves se sabe, un día digo que no hay otro que sí. Yo soy masoquista, con mi cuerpo negro. puro, puro chantaje, puro, puro chantaje. Siempre es a tu manera. Yo te quiero aunque no quiera. Puro, puro chantaje, puro, puro chantaje. Vas libre como el aire. No soy de ti ni de nadie. Como tú me cuando tú te mueves Es un movimiento sexy Siempre me entretiene Sabes manipularme Ven con tu cadera No sé por qué me tienes En lista de espera Te dicen por ahí Que voy haciendo y deshaciendo Que salgo cada noche Que te tengo ahí sufriendo Que en esta relación Soy yo la que manda No pares por la Toda esa mala propaganda Papá, ¿qué te digo? No te comen el oído 
No vaya a enderezar lo que no se ha torcido Y como un loco sigo tras de ti Muriendo por ti Dime que pa' mi bebé ¿Qué? Pregúntale a quien tú quieras Mira, te juro que eso no es así Yo nunca tuve una mala intención Yo nunca quise burlarme de ti Conmigo ves, nunca se sabe Un día digo que no hay otro que sí Yo soy masoquista Con mi cuerpo negoísta puro, puro chantaje Puro, puro chantaje Siempre es a tu manera Yo te quiero aunque no quieras puro, puro chantaje Puro, puro chantaje Vas libre como el aire No soy de ti ni de nadie Nadie Line Dancer Magazine. Then get ready to go back in time. Timelines with Dave Morgan. Mondays 9 p.m. UK time, exclusively on Line Dancer Radio. Breakfast from Benidorm on Line Dancer Radio. Rise and shine, it's the morning. Every Saturday morning with Julie Lockton from UK time 8 a.m. Your early morning line dance fix from Spain. All your favorite line dance tracks to start off your weekend. Come and say hi live on air. Join the chat room on Facebook. The Saturday Breakfast Show with Julie. The best way to start your day. And that last track I played you was Chantaje. It was a dance choreographed by Maggie Gallagher and Gary O'Reilly. And it was sung, the track was sung by Shakira featuring Maluma. Maluma is someone who is very, very popular in Peru at the moment. And that's why we finished off our time in Peru with that particular track. So hey, hey, hitchhikers, I hope you've enjoyed being on a cruise ship heading down to South America with me. I'm going to bring you back to the UK now and just in the chat room i can see you're still with me sandra burns fantastic gif of the avocados there let's bring some peruvian avocados back with us huh because apparently they are excellent and i was meant to be on a weekend this last weekend and just somewhere in the uk and i always find it difficult when these little slots that were filled in my diary come up and they go and i'm still at home and i know you guys know what i'm talking about because i'm sure your diaries have all these crossed out dates too well, I should have been at the Bridling Festival. It's a Kings Hill Festival uh, down in that area that is held every year at the Bridlington Spa. And it was my first time hosting it alongside the wonderful Robert Lindsay. And both me and Robert were so bummed out that we couldn't be there this year. We were really excited to go. And I know that this next dance I'm going to play would be one that we would have danced together. This is a co-choreography, one that was taught at the Crystal Boots this year by Robert. 
Robert and myself. It's our little cute dance, Dreamland. Dass sie mich ganz 
zärtlich küsst und sie ist mein Ende. Sie gehört zu mir. Ich mach meine Augen zu und dann gibt es kein Tabu. Dann lässt sie mich schweben hoch über den Wolken. Es gibt nichts, was ich nicht für sie tue. Every time I close my eyes, every time I fantasize, the way that you touch me, to know that she loves me, it makes me feel I'm touching the skies. Your Sunday brunch with Gary S. Ten till twelve PM here online dance and radio. Okay, so I'm taking you to Bridlington with me now, Hitchhikers, and that's because it is where I should have been this weekend, hosting the Bridlington Spa Festival with my good friend Robert Lindsay. And that last track, or the first track out of the two that I played, was Dreamland by the Pet Shop Boys. The choreography was actually called Crystal Dreams. And then I also played you I Close My Eyes because I was told that that is a very popular dance or was a very popular dance over the last couple of years in Bridlington. 
Now, Bridlington itself, has anybody ever been? I would love to know as well, actually, if you have been booked to be on this particular weekend and can't make it, uh, please let me know. I think we're all feeling a little bit gutted about that at the moment. Bridlington is a cool place though and do you know that it's had a few names in the past? In the Doomsday Book back in 1086 it was called Bretlington and a few years later it was called Burlington and these all made way for the name that we know it as today. The original town centre lay in what is now called the Old Town with the whole town two miles inland and it expanded to the coastline when tourism became popular in the 19th century. And if you're in the chat room, I shared a little photo there of that harbour, uh, the top harbour there. Goods have been exported from Bridlington since medieval times, although the harbour took its current shape in 1848. And uh, Bridlington Harbour is home to the largest shellfish port in Europe. Actually, the largest lobster port specifically in Europe, with 300 tonnes of crustaceans landing there every single year. So if you like your lobster, head to Bridlington. And uh, entertainment there is great. Victorian tourists used to vis visit Bridlington when they needed entertainment. And especially in 1896 when the new spa and gardens were opened, that theatre still holds audiences of 1,000 and the Royal Hall 3,000. And of course the spa is what we were talking about. And do we have any Dad's Army fans listening in? Because uh, the old town was transformed into Warmington-on-Sea, set in 1944 for the film of the hit TV show Dad's Army in 2016. Bridlington High Street was lined with many cheering and, flat, uh, cheering and lots of flags lining the streets as many reenacted that 1940s uh, period. Amazing. Inland Twin Towns, Bridlington has Twin Towns, although it stands along the East English coast. Neither of its twins are near the sea. Unusual. And the town's origins are really unknown, although a long man-made dike that is situated there dates back to the Bronze Age. And some actually believe that Bridlington was a site for a Roman station. Uh, Bridlington has made history in the past. In 1643, Queen Henrietta Maria of France, I was going to say Mary, Henrietta Maria of France, landed at Bridlington with troops to support the Royalist cause in the English Civil War. And she came here before she headed up to York, and that then became her headquarters. Bridlington Priory is also known as the Priory Church of St. Mary. It's a grade one listed building and it was built on the site of an Augustin Augustinian priory, which is now the landmark uh, uh, that as it stands the priory today and that's how it got its name. So, Bridlington, have you been there? Or were you meant to be going there this weekend? I would love to know. Uh, one of the popular choreographers that has hit down in Bridlington in the past has been the wonderful and lovely Sandra Speck. She's fab. And one of her dances that I haven't played for a while and thinking on her today, I really wanted to add this one in. It was just a beginnerish dance, but lovely Latin feel. My class loved it. It was called La Culpa. Hey, Fonsi. Oh, no. En esta historia algo que confesar Ya entendí muy bien qué fue lo que pasó Que aunque duela tanto tengo que aceptar Que tú no eres la mala, que el malo soy yo No me conociste nunca de verdad 
Such a nice one. Sandra Speck dancer, La Culpa. And just seeing what's going on in the chat room. Claire Kitching is saying, we love Bridlington and should have been with you. Oh, Claire, that makes me so sad. I really hope we can make up for it one year and just have the best time there. That would make me so happy. And uh, also in the chat room. Oh, I'm just coming up. They're just loading here. I love this Facebook when you do this to me. <laughs> Let's get back to the bottom of the chat here. Um, Jean Robinson is saying, when I lived in Derbyshire, uh, Derbyshire, uh, when I was very young, we used to go to Bridlington every year for our holidays. It's a great holiday destination, huh? Uh, great gif there, Sandra. Thank you. And Tino Herger is in the chat room too. Hey, Hayley Wheatley and listeners, been a while. I'm working all day today, so I missed the start of the show, but I'm listening during my lunch break now. Hope you're all doing fine. We sure are. Tino, I hope you're having a good lunch break. You have lots going on right now, and of course, you can catch Tino's show on Saturday morning. We are heading down in Bridlington to finish today, and my next destination next week will be the Maldives. I wondered if we would have time to head there today, but maybe we've just traveled quite a lot because we've been on that cruise ship for all that time and we headed to Peru 
through and now we're here in the UK not far from me a little bit south of where I live uh, how far is Bridlington from you guys is it far away uh, is it a drive is it a flight how would you get there we definitely need a big party there one day when this is all over and uh, famous people in Bridlington so who comes from Vid Bridlington that is famous I, I went and I had a look and I made a little list here Mark Herman was born in Bridlington now he is the film director and screenwriter who is known for movies such as The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, have you seen that one? Brassed Off and Little Voice, they are all his. And Charlie Heaton grew up in Bridlington. Now I don't know if you've seen the show that he's from, my children would go mad because they adore this show, my, my teenage children. He's a 26 year old who plays Jonathan Byers in a Netflix show called Stranger Things. Now if you're a fan of the 80s and kind of a little bit of um, spooky stuff believing in other worlds stranger things you will love if that's not your cup of tea you won't it's very sci-fi very 80s uh, I, I don't mind it I don't mind it but my kids adore it anyway this particular guy you would think he's American but he grew up in Bridlington the artist David Hockney owned a home and studio in Bridlington. He also had one in London and two in California. Yep, artistry pays very well, apparently. And Susan Hill uh, is from Bridlington. She was born uh, there and she wrote Woman in Black. I don't know if you've read that or seen the movie, but thanks Bridlington for bringing us Susan Hill to bring us that book. The actor Sir Ben Kingsley, uh, you, you probably know him. He is from Snainton, uh, which is nearby um, Bridlington, not far. And I love this actress, Dame Penelope Wilton. You may know her as um, from Downton Abbey. She played, I'm trying to remember her name now. Uh, she was um, the, the mother of, of uh, the heir to... Um, it's been such a long time since I've seen it. Uh, but you'll also know her from, um, she, she's been in Doctor Who and she was from the BBC sitcom Ever Decreasing Circles too. You, you know her? Uh, it's going to bug me now. I used to love Downton Abbey. But she's fantastic and she was born in Scarborough, which is, is nearby Brid. So we're going we're gonna to count that in today. And if you're heading to Bridlington and you're not heading to the spa, but you're looking for a great place to eat, the internet tells me that the best place with the best reviews is a place called Funny Onion. I love that name, Funny Onion. So head there for something to eat. Uh, any Downton Abbey fans can let me know what her name is in that show. I'd appreciate it because it's driving me insane. And of course last year for the Bridlington Festival we had Yvonne Anderson teaching there and she's got a dance that's just popped up in June this year. So I thought I would add this one into the mix. It's a song by Will Bannister and the dance is called Can't change me. Country boy, and that's all I'll ever 
be And I've never tried keeping up with this modern age And I've never been any other way that I am today No, I've never been any other way that I am today I wear the same old jeans and I comb my hair the same Boots of half a soul, but I'm wearing them anyway. And I've never been any other way that I am today. I drive an '83 Ford, and the cylinders are wore thick smoke coming from the tailpipe. They say it causes global warming, so I guess I'd better warn them that it's gonna be hot tonight. I stand up and say the pledge on my knife, I keep an edge, and I've had it since my eighth birthday. And I've never been any other way that I am today. No, I've never been any other way that I am today. I wear the same old jeans and I comb my hair the same. And there we are. That's an Yvonne Anderson choreography, Can't Change Me. We're heading off and finishing off today in Bridlington in the United Kingdom. I had to Google that last one. Dame Penelope Wilton was in Downton Abbey, but who did she play? And it was driving me crazy because I used to love that show. She played Isabel Crawley. And of course, her son was that actor that then went on to star in the live action Beauty in the Beauty and the Beast, uh, her son in the show, not in real life, of course. And um, I don't tend to read out the private messages. I do get a lot of private messages from those of you that can't get in the chat room, but you were just asking about David Hockney here. So I thought I would come back to that. He was a Yorkshire painter, uh, David Hockney. Uh, he has a home in Bridlington and his work, Woolgate Woods, is a landscape of depiction of trees near Bridlington. And that was quite a a popular piece of his art it sold for 9.4 million pounds at an auction in New York in 2016 so we were saying about art being very uh, lucrative and indeed if you're David Hockney it sure is and in the chat room I want to welcome Jim Stankovich in good morning Jim Hello, you're a little late. Uh, he says, so it turns out today is Wednesday. Good morning from the soggy USA. Oh, it is soggy here in the UK too, I have to say. Um, I've had such a good time traveling with you guys today. Um, as I said, we went to, we went on a cruise first of all, and I really wanted to look at those cruise ships this week, considering all the changes that are coming about. And it was really interesting to hear that a lot of you are for cruising in future, and a lot of you don't fancy it at all um such a different 
type of travel I think and I've also enjoyed going to Peru with you and uh, I can't get the image of the little guinea pig faces out of my head but I will um, if you're heading there uh, bear in mind uh, that what type of meat you are eating you may want to try guinea pig that is completely up to you and next week we're going to kick it off in the Maldives and if there are any places you would like me to visit on the show do tell me because I would love to take you there with me as we hitch a ride on our Wednesday morning our new time slot and I started off today by playing a little bit of music for my new dance I'm gonna find somewhere to teach that on Facebook I'm not doing streamline for this month I've decided to take a month if not two off um, and I'm so grateful to the wonderful streamline team for supporting me in that but I will try to get this particular dance online my new beginner dance is called fiasco and I told you at the start of the show if you didn't like that track there is a country alternative to it so I'm gonna play you out today with that country alternative I hope you enjoy it and come back hitch a ride with me this time next week 10 o'clock Wednesday mornings thanks so much guys see you then feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beating heart I can't tell where my journey will end But I know where it starts They tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught up in a dream Life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes Well, that's fine by me So wake me up when it's all over when I'm wiser and I'm older All this time I was finding myself And I, I didn't know I was lost So wake me up when it's all over When I'm wiser and I'm older All this time I was finding myself And I didn't know I was lost Try carrying the weight of the world But I only have two hands I hope I get the chance to travel the world But I don't have any plans Wish that I could stay forever this young Not afraid to close my eyes Life's a game made for everyone And love is a prize
sounds good to me. Let's dance on. 